Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's the most wonderful time of the year. War Games! Hi, I'm Luke Owen, D-A-D. That is the Professor Dan Layton, your jam that champion of the truth. Dan Layton, I had my first Christmas sandwich today. So oh, is that why? Yeah, my actually, it was my, no, sorry, my second Christmas sandwich. I haven't had one yet. Have you not? No. I had one from M&S. I had their roast pumpkin uh, one, which was... A bit sorry of you. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> the one I had from Sageby's Day was much nicer. But um, yeah, anyway, it's War Games, everyone. Please do press the subscribe button. This is the Rest of Podcast channel review of Monday Night Raw. Give us a little thumbs up to help us with the old algorithm. Get in your comments down below with what you thought of this episode. And if you're joining us live, why don't you join the conversation? Get your thoughts to the rest of our wonderful community. But if you want them read out on the air, wrestle.com forward slash support is the place for you to go. <laughs> Uh, and I will read out all of them above the five US dollar amount. So when you're in the mood to click links, get tickets for our Survivor Series party where we're going to be watching War Games together. Mm, yes, we are. Yes, we are. We have our confirmation of War Games today. Crikey, it's been it's been a long time coming. Did you see the picture of JD McDonough's face? Yeah, we're just no, like, it's like, just like it's like that. It's brand new information. I had no idea this was coming. I do feel like they shouldn't have told us. If they wanted to have the big moment of it's war games, they probably shouldn't have run a trailer for it in the middle of Grand Jewel. So I was thinking this. Wouldn't have this been a much more effective announcement if they hadn't have already announced it was going to be a war game show? I could like because. The crowd, when he starts saying games and he's looking around at them, I'm sick of these games. Like, you want to play games? The crowd starts getting on their feet and is excited. And I felt myself getting excited. But I'm like, yeah, I already knew that. Like, it's that thing of like, oh, my God. Like well, when the they announced the main event of Sammy versus Seth. Yeah. I wrote in my notes, oh, I bet you the Judgment Day run out. Yes. And then I bet you Jay runs out. And then I bet you Cody yes. runs out. And then we'll get the announcement of War Games. Because we, we have been basically saying for the last two months yeah we're getting we're heading towards war games and that's why raw has had the same conclusion for the last two months and we and we said two months ago it's going to be a long two months for us to get to yeah. war games but we're now here mm. and it is official it is war games they announced the four competitors 
or the eight competitors yeah. thus far. It's a four and four. Which is uh, Judgment Day of Damian Priest, Finn Balor, JD McDonough, and Dominic Mysterio mm-hmm. versus the good guy team of Cody Rhodes, Jay Uso, Sami Zayn, and Seth Rollins. Basically, what we assumed it was going to be. I would imagine it will end up being a five on five and we'll get Kevin Owens and Jimmy Uso added to the match. Interesting that you went for Jimmy Uso. Well, he's been part of this story. Like he, you know, he cost Jay uh, the title. Are you thinking it's, uh, are you adding a Drew to it? Yes, I am adding a Drew McIntyre to it. And I'm leaving the fifth open for the absolutely definitely returning CM Punk um, on the good guy side. Uh, Yeah, I, I... My first thought was Drew McIntyre will get added here at some point, and they're going to tease an idea, and it'll probably, if they wanted to, if he, if if CM Punk were to come back, they could suggest it was Kevin Owens. Perhaps Kevin Owens would get taken out, and then CM Punk could come back in. But I imagine Drew McIntyre will get inserted into this. I I personally don't see we, we the other thing with War Games was this Judgment Day Bloodline team up situation. I now actually feel so much that that they they are quite far removed from this storyline now, the Bloodline and the Judgment Day for me, with the work that they've been putting in with Drew, with the work that they've been putting in with uh, Rhea specifically and Drew, the idea of, you know, being part of the Judgment Day is not. Drew, as a result of Crown Jewel, has nothing left kind of thing. He's, got, he's tried to do it the, the honourable way. Well, you've got nothing to whinge about anymore, mate, because you had your shot and you lost. You lost. And you lost clean. You lost with no, inter- no interference. You lost. So you can't be going around being all grumpy anymore. And there was that incredible shrug with Rhea that, that, you know, came immediately afterwards. I personally see that being the next entry point. The only reason I thought it's Owens and Jimmy Mm. is storyline to me, that's the one that makes the most logical sense. Because Jimmy has run interference on a couple of Jay's matches now. And Jimmy cost them the tag titles uh, a couple of weeks back. And Kevin has been part of this judgment day saga Mm. since backlash yeah so it makes so much more narrative sense for him to be part of this match than it is say cm punk Mm. or randy orton kevin owns the one that makes most sense for the good guy side oh yeah and and jimmy logically to be clear cm punk makes no sense whatsoever but yeah and because jimmy has been part of this storyline as well i just figure like yeah drew also makes sense because of what happened at crown jewel and because judgment day have sort of been trying to recruit him but I'm also trying to think like, well, your end goal here is Jimmy versus Jay at Mania. So what better way to kind of get that ball rolling than by having them on opposite sides of the rings on at Survivor Series, mm. which will also be quite lovely because they were on the same side at War Games last year. Now they're on opposite sides. Well, and Jay is tagging in with Sammy, but this time he's with Kevin Owens, who was also on the opposite side of the ring with him last time. To that point... Uh, Kevin Owens was on the opposite side. To, That's what I mean. Yeah. Um. I mean to Sammy. Yeah. So like, I thought you meant that Jimmy and Jay were on the same side. So you've got that parallel: of Jimmy and Jay on the same side, Kevin and Sammy now on the same side, opposite sides. These whatever you could have the sort of if you wanted to run a turn or something like that. That kind of could be quite interesting. I think actually Drew was in that war game. Drew was. Match. It was. Yeah. It was. Um, Drew and Sheamus. It was the yeah. It was Drew and Sheamus, and then the others. I I see that logic. That all makes sense. That's all quite interesting. You definitely could go down the Jimmy route. I just think the seeds have been planted for Drew McIntyre for so long and this is the perfect moment to turn him into... You said it, but they've been planting the seeds for Jimmy for longer. uh, Yes, but uh, not with judgment day specifically right, but they, like, they literally had a, a segment with bloodline and, yeah, no, and you're, yeah, you're judgment fair. day side by side. Um, I'm not calling you out. <laughs> I'm just saying your idea is crap and mine's great. <laughs> 
Look, I'm just saying Michael Oku voted for me, all right? Yeah, and, but, as did Nina Samuels. But, no, it, it, I think you could... I think, the, I think then if you look at that, if you think about seeds being planted, whatever, which is the most satisfying narrative for me at the moment? I don't really care about Jimmy being a part of this match, to be honest. To be completely honest with you and all of my friends here as well, I don't really care about Jimmy and, and Jay at this this moment. I'd be interested to see that a little bit later on. I care more about what Drew's going to do with this turn that has been bubbling and bubbling and mm. bubbling. And I think you strike while the iron's hot. And I think this is the moment. He joins the Judgment Day, or at least joins forces with the Judgment Day, solidifies his heel turn, gets a bit brutal, and it really does something new for that character. I think what we're going to see, kind of the the bloodline involvement in this, and sort of my running theory that it's Kevin and, and Jimmy that gets added... Which you know is it's it's cross brand. It's it is what it is, I suppose. But yeah. like that that's that's another conversation. Is SmackDown mm. because on SmackDown we're going to be having the fallout of Solo Sokoa's domination of John Cena, mm -hmm. and how are we following that up at Survivor Series? Because if we're just following it up with another Solo Sokoa singles match, or it's just going back to some Bloodline stuff, and like if Jimmy is all tied up with that. That's when it's like, ah, right, yes. Well, Drew was definitely the easiest replacement for for Jimmy there. Mm. I'm also intrigued by the brand element of it because the 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 logo of Survivor Series is red and blue this time. I've... It was last year as well. It wasn't. They made it. it was. They made a camo, didn't they? No, last year it was also red and blue. I thought it was completely camo. I I looked at this just the other day because people kept telling me this. Am I Mandela like, affecting this? Survivor Series 2002 logo. 2002. 2022. Where am I getting the camo from then? I don't know. I bet everyone kept telling me, it was like, oh man, it's a different logo this time. I was like, no, the logo last year was red and blue. Interesting. I absolutely vivid. Maybe it was the announcement of War Games that was camo and then they made it red and blue. That's interesting. But either way, um, I, I, don't, I didn't see it being a, a Raw versus SmackDown thing, but I am intrigued by this, you know, uh, two GMs, whatever. So I wondered whether or not the women's match would be a SmackDown this year. Because last year, the main event one was cross-brand in... I think I can't really remember Bloodline. No, they're all. But on then SmackDown. the three. What was Drew also on SmackDown? Yeah, the brawling brutes were on SmackDown. Were Drew they? got drafted. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> no one was really paying attention. But um, the, the women's one was the the rest. women's one was Raw. Yeah, for sure. Because um, that's when we had Damage Control, and then they just moved everyone who was on Raw onto SmackDown. Um, and I started thinking, if we there's been no no indication that there will be a women's uh, war games match, but if there is a women's war games match, I started seeing. Well, okay, I'd probably put Eo Sky, um, Kyrie Sane, Bailey, Asuka, if you wanted to bring Asuka in on mm -hmm. the bad guy side, um, versus Charlotte Bianca, a uh, couple of others, Jade, Jade. If you wanted, yeah, that's a great way to bring Jade in. Far more interesting than Rhea Ripley. Now we know what Rhea Ripley's doing. There's no, I mean, you could make an argument for Chelsea Green, Piper Niven, and Tegan Knox and Natalia. It would be a stretch of an argument, but uh, no. Um, so I, I see that happening more over there, which is why the the idea of cross brand. The only circle, if they did add a fifth, would be Kevin Owens is on SmackDown. I think they could make a big deal out of this idea of uh, who's going to be our partner. If you do that, you're going to get CM Punk chance. We, we talked about this with the Shinsuke Nakamura. Like, yeah. you know, he's looking for someone. Uh, everyone's kind of reaching for this. And like, yeah. you know, Sean, of, uh, Five, Sean Ross Sapp of Fight Force, like his whole report about this has been that what WWE told him was that we are telling everyone now that it's not CM Punk yeah. and we're not because we don't want people's expectations to, to get be up. Sus. Well, I mean, too late, but like, that's it, it, not it their is, fault. It is too late because then I, I was, you know, just checking the old Twitter sphere this morning and I was like, oh, another CM Punk reference on the show. Well, there was CM, chance, CM Punk chance on Raw. 
Were there really? There was CM Punk chants in the middle of a match. I might have mi- I might have misheard, but I'm pretty sure that in the uh, Nakamura match, or at least one of the matches, there was a CM Punk chant, and I wrote it down. We also did this last time. We did this with Sasha Banks. Like for the longest time, it was oh, Sasha Banks is going to join the the women's team. You know, Bailey's going to get an extra, or someone's going to get an extra. It's going to be Sasha Banks. It's in Boston. La la la. Um, and they made the smart call to announce ahead of time that it was going to be Becky. Yeah. Right. So. If you leave it open in any way, shape, or form, you're going to get expectations rising. Yeah. If they leave it open, it's happening. I would say. Or it's Orton. Um, the report is that Orton's coming back. At I see Orton series. more against Shinsuke. I mean, if they leave the mystery fifth guest part. Well, yeah, open. but that's if you're doing if you're doing two mystery guest spot open i then, i would then, say yeah, you probably are opening yourself up i'm not saying like, too mystery i'm saying that i i'm saying in my in my in my story and yours is jimmy and my story is drew mm. they say this is our fifth person drew's turned and joined our team now so there's gonna be five of us you need to find someone oh but like what do we do uh if they get kevin in that answers the question if there's a mystery fifth spot open and they leave it open that's when you're gonna get cm punk i would i would say randy orton it'd be, hilarious. No it'd be hilarious if it was owens though <laughs> i mean yeah but that's what i'm saying that's what i'm that's what, like if if they are worried about this they need to announce it ahead of time <laughs> when um star trek into darkness no it's not khan i'm telling you now benedict cumberbatch he's not khan I, we've got something way bit no he's khan yeah, yeah. well this is the other i mean it's edge um i don't know i'm just i'm a port don't know where i'm gonna sign i've got a thing in my, con- in my, in my inbox who knows what i'm gonna do all right edge um, but yeah, so the way that this whole thing was set up was at the top of the show, um, Seth Rollins came out for a promo and he brought out Sami Zayn basically to thank Sami for stopping Damien Priest from interfering and cashing in his money in the bank at Crown Jewel mm-hmm. because Sami at Crown Jewel bonked Damien Priest, threw him into the, and he stole the briefcase. And the day after that, we had a load of people, actually even on the stream, people fancy booking what you could do with Sami Zayn. When I was at the bar and, you know, just around like the, the Long Arm Pub and Brewery, people coming, just like, what if Sami cashes in on Roman? And I was like, I don't think that's how the briefcase works. Not like, loud. <laughs> well, like, you know, what does this mean with Sami with the briefcase? And I said, oh, no, I think he just won't have it on Raw. Yeah. And that's exactly what happens. Yeah. He just came out without the briefcase. And the story is... He just gave it back. He gave it back to that. Which is a babyface thing to do. Babyface yeah. is being babyface. But it wasn't a babyface thing to do. Adam Pearce said, can I have it back? Because it's not yours. And Sam and Sammy said, okay. Just <laughs> giving it back is a babyface thing. <laughs> it's, it's a nice thing to do. But also like, there's there was no story. No. Here. It was just But I'm saying there was no story. He was never going to be running around with it. He was never going to be like pretending, oh, could I cash this in? Because that, A, that's not how it works. I'm, but B, I'm that's only, not that's I'm not a Sammy's own thing. I'm only telling you what. You know, the feedback that we got to the show was, yeah. what is this story with Sammy with the briefcase? Yeah. There was no story. He just gave it back. But as thanks for that, Seth said, I also spoke with Adam Pierce. That's how I knew you gave the briefcase back because mm. I was in the office. Yeah. And I've got you a title shot whenever you want it. Mm-hmm. And Sammy was like, look, dude, it's fine. I, I'm not going to do it anytime soon because I want you to heal up. And said that this really, really great line uh, where he said that, no one is ever a hundred percent, but we all give it a hundred percent. Yeah, that was a really, really nice line. And Sammy was like, "All right, do you know what? I think a really good time to do this match is right here tonight." So I, um, this is the the thread for the show that I really enjoyed very much, and and it began with me being a little bit cross at Sammy because of that, and I was really glad Seth called him out. This idea of being like, "I only want to face you when you're ready." Um, on Drag Race All Stars, the format is they eliminate each other. They pick who the the judges say these are the bottom three. Or the bottom two, whoever's whichever queen is the winner of the week gets to pick who gets eliminated. 
And when they do that, a lot of the queens are like, I just want to face the best in the competition. I want the best in the competition to be right the way through to the end. Well, the argument is, if you want to defeat the best, and your argument for someone being the best happens to fall on the bottom that week, and you eliminate them, you have beaten the best. So why should you wait for Seth to be 100%? As wrestlers, yeah, we're going to take bumps, we're going to take bruises. If you're at 100%, it's because you've been injured for a while and you've tried to make yourself recover, and then you're at 100%, then you go in, you're at 90%. How does the stamina work in my GM? It's that kind of thing. So I quite like the fact that he was like, no, 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 like, sod that. Step it up. I yeah. know you've got it. Step it up. Yeah. Um. And then so for Sammy to respond to that, and then the through line of the of the story we got with Sammy for the whole show was almost like, I don't know whether or not I'm good enough. Mm-hmm. Like he looked back. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here, but he looked. We had that recap of Elimination Chamber. Cuts to him looking a bit like, oh Jesus, that was difficult for me. Even as he's coming out to the ring, he's got a moment of, am I going to be able to do this? Like, have I got this kind of yeah. thing? I thought this was really effective. It's the, it's the great underdog Sami Zayn yeah. story, and it led to our main event. And I was re- I thought this was a great way to advertise, you know, as a main event and stuff. And they kept putting over, hey, like it's first time in five months that the title's mm. been defended on Monday Night Raw. That workhorse belt again. And um, I'm being you got in trouble. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, yeah, we well, it, we? yeah. Like last week, I said nothing but positive things about the show. Yeah. I was even saying positive things about Seth Rollins and Sami Zayn, and all I got called was a Sami uh, a, a a Miz hate and a seth rollins hater and only 50 percent of that was true every single comment was like you just hate seth you just hate them i was like i said nice things yeah. about them I said, <laughs> I said nice things about the whole show why is everyone only focusing on the two things i didn't like anywho um and one of those things happened seven years ago anywho i was i thought this was a great way to out like further the main event yeah it really got me pumped up and i was really excited for this match Obviously, it does highlight my bigger problem I have with Seth Rollins that every title match he has, I'm rooting for the other guy. And, well, yeah. and, and I was rooting for the other guy once again here. I was look, I didn't think Sami Zayn was ever going to win the belt. Yeah. But one of the one of the key moments of this match I really, really liked. Mm. I thought this was a really, really smart bit of producing and just wrestlers working together. On San- Saturday, Sami Zayn won with a blue thunderbomb. He did. In this match, they got a good near fall out of that Blue Thunderbomb. They did. Because you established that that can finish a match. And Seth Rollins should be able to kick out of that when JD Madonna can't because Seth Rollins is a world champion. I thought that was really, really good. Yeah, I, did I, too. I really like that. And man, just, there's, Sami Zayn is a special talent. Oh my God. He's so, so good. And he gets the, the crowd behind him like yeah. no one else does in this company. A very good match, as you would expect it to be. And Rollins was selling the bag, apart from, you know, when he's doing moves. And at the end of this, he got a effectively surprise roll-up win. Yeah. And they put over on commentary, he survived this match. This was not a successful defense. This was not a credible defense. This was not a dominant champion defense. This was, he eked out this victory. He is just about still the world heavyweight champion. Mm. Really, really good match. I'm going to sidestep deftly accusations of tribalism in any way shape or form here by drawing a direct parallel in a really positive way with uh, omega uh, mjf from collision the other week because both of these are pay-per-view quality main events that were just put on free tv right and uh, in both cases it was a, there was something to justify it for me there was there was i gonna you're not gonna beat my streak can i be the longest running champion on that side over this side it was it was just a way of uh, having a really good main event that felt a little bit different and what it did for me was set up this was like a preliminary match for 
a future match between the two. So the idea that you give it with no build. Well, this was step one of the build for me. It was baby faces doing baby face things, saying, I'm going to lay down the gauntlet. I'm going to take you on. Should we do it tonight? Let's do it tonight. And then that through line of of Sammy being like, can I do this? Can I do this? The, the first half of the match was them sort of see, like feeling each other out. They mentioned he could have gone for a, a, an elbow into the back, but didn't. They, and, then, and then Sammy kind of settled into it. And the match then became absolutely brilliant the intensity picked up and i love the commitment to selling this story of the back i do agree with you that when he's doing moves like the swanton uh and then and then the lion soul it's like i know from having a hurty back that that should cause me a lot of pain so what i would like to see them do and this this is nitpicking fine whatever is it's actually not nitpicking this is me doing um helpful x-factor judge criticism for what i or strictly criticism for what i wanted to see from you next week i'm being motsi mabuse in this moment I want to see it so that Seth works up to his. So he's trying to avoid using this offense, right? And then at some point he's like, I got it. Kind of what they did with the Phoenix Splash, which was really well worked. I'd already hit him with the stomp. What else have I got? I've got to go up for the Phoenix Splash. And, I've, and it's going to hurt me, but I've got to do it. I've got to find that adrenaline. I've got to push through. Because I think that's dead effective. The, the lion tamer that Sammy then used, and, and which we know is the more vicious version of the Walls of Jericho. I loved that Cole calling out. By name was nice for a change. Um... And then, yeah, the fact that it was a quick roll-up here was a great call because mm -hmm. it said, Sami Zayn, you could have a real shot at this title. And it makes me want to see it again. I thought this was wildly effective and it was made even better because I didn't get what I feared was going to happen, which was a DQ from the Judgment Day. It's you, you mentioned um, MJF and Omega, mm. kind of like, again, using that as the, 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 the comparison piece here. The great thing about the finish to that match is that while MJF won clean and, you know, um, Seth won clean here, it opens up the door. Yeah. It keeps the door open for future matches down the line because Kenny didn't win that match because his mind is elsewhere with Don Callis. Sami Zayn didn't win here because he might not have really been as vicious as he needed to be early doors because he is worried about Seth's he's health. A, and he's a baby face he's and empathetic. he's anxious about his own level of, can he get it it's, done? He's, he's in his own head and yeah. stuff. But it doesn't mean that, well, Seth beat him here. Like that's, it's not a conclusive victory, particularly because he only just eked out this victory. That's it. It's a clean victory. It's not a conclusive victory. Yeah. It's like, it was a, it was an absolute victory. You can't take that back. But in comparison to Drew McIntyre, for instance, it wasn't a decisive, that is it. Yeah. I've beaten you one, two, three. And it's, uh, it also means that like oh man you could have given this one a, a week's build or two weeks build mm. or anything like that it's like no you opened this at the top of the show and you ended it three hours later yeah but it's fine because you didn't end it exactly. three hours later it's the beginning of a build you didn't end mjf and omega three days after mm. you'd announced it you've just left that door open to be like but what if yeah when they get into the ring next time I love so that. i thought they had a very very effective match and then yeah what happened is judgment day ran down and jay ran down and cody ran down everyone brawled and then adam pierce did the um uh, the william regal of going war games yeah. and yeah jd looked really surprised by this and i was like come on mate i think we all all saw this one coming. He was doing his best. But yeah, <laughs> his best bit of acting. Seth being in the matches is a, is a bit of fun. Mm. Um, it's kind of the. I think I'm just I'm kind of done with this. Like I'm I'm kind of look. I've, I've said this for the last few weeks now. I'm looking forward to Survivor Series because that's when I don't have to do Sammy versus the Judgment Day. Yes, and Cody and Jay versus the Judgment Day. Well, like earlier on in the show, they announced it's Jay and Cody versus the Judgment Day next week, and I literally went, "Oh, come on!" No, yeah, but like I'm, I'm so I'm ready to move past that. So, but I at the end of the show, I was very giddy with excitement because mm. I'm like, "Yes, we're here. This is the end. I can now see the bottom of the ninth." 
And I think that's why I'm so stuck on Drew being part of the match on the Judgment Day side, because then I think about what goes on after that. And I can see almost a, a moment where uh, Drew McIntyre joins the Judgment Day, and that's what then gets him his rematch with Seth Rollins, which he then wins kind of thing. And then it's like, then you've got all the, the gold in, and then you've got other stories. Like, we've been doing this the whole time. There were other storylines that you could do or whatever. Um, it does feel like Finally, we're going to get here. And let me tell you, I'm well excited for it. The idea of Cody Rhodes in this Wargames match is going to go NWA nuts with this match. Uh, it's a fun combination of people, some who were in it last year and they did a fantastic job last year, some who were in it for the first time. Dominic Mysterio in a, in a what's Rhea Ripley going to do from the outside? She's going to slip him in some like weapons or whatever through the cage. I love it. I'm, all, I'm so into it. I'm really excited for it. And, and I get very excited with this run of uh, time because even when we were looking at that Elimination Chamber recap from last year, it was reminding me, goodness me, I, the 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 Roman uh, format, rightly, I think, got a lot of negative criticism after Crown Jewel because we are kind of sick of it. Interference, wins, whatever. But it was only in February that it felt like the most dramatic thing in the world. I So I think the difference there, and this is the point I made to Ollie on the, the Crown Jewel review, is that it works when you also have an emotional crush. Well, that's what I was it. about to say. Yeah, which the LA Night one didn't no, have. So the, didn't. the match feels plodding because you don't have the drama to fall back on. So what I was about to say was that when you have that emotion, it it is that kind of... And that, that came from that driving force that really began last year at kind of this time. It was the... I made the joke last week about putting the keys in the ignition to start the car to go on the road to WrestleMania. And it's that period that I always look forward to because it feels like if last year is anything to go by, it's going to slap. So, like, I'm I'm intrigued to see really when the wheels start spinning here. And that's why I'm leaning towards Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because, I mean, like, if, if the match is Jimmy versus Jay at WrestleMania, which was, you know, the reported plan after SummerSlam, then... And the reason why they because they didn't want to do the match early doors is why mm. they've split them up onto different brands is because they split them up at SummerSlam but didn't want to do the match to mm. Mania because it feels like that should be a Mania match so they split them onto different brands to keep them apart. I feel if you want to do that match if that is your end goal this is a good place to kind of start that like start that in earnest mm. and then you can do something here do a spot of the Rumble do something at the chamber, have the match at Mania. And it's to their credit, I think, that we have two people here who consume this product regularly with two options that they could do either and both would be effective. And, and both work. Both, both narratively work. Yeah. I'm curious, like, should we do a, a, a poll? Oh, yeah, go on. Uh, so are we saying, so your argument is I'm, it's, I'm, it's I'm Kevin, in Camp Drew. It's Kevin and Drew? It's, it's Judgment Day get Drew, they have to find a second it'll probably be Kevin. Okay, so we'll say yours is Kevin and Drew and mine is Kevin and Jimmy. Yeah. So let's, uh, Mother, if you can hear me, can we have a, a poll, please, of uh, what the live chat think? Is it Kevin and Drew as the fifth members or is it Jimmy and Kev? Maybe we have a third option of like, no, it's just a four on four. I mean, it could well be, <laughs> it could four just be four. a four on four match. Yeah. Because it's not like, you know, the, um, the NXT ones were four on four. They were four on four. Yeah, and five on five last year was purely because there were five people in the bloodline that yeah. needed a fifth for the other side. So, so yeah, maybe we'll have a third option. Yeah, it's just a four on four match. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. But let's get into your uh, alpha chats on this subject. Please do get them in rustalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out all of them of the five US dollar amount. Who says Andy Madrid said uh, is here to say, I know we've seen Judgment Day versus the good guys a lot now, but sorry, my lizard brain hears and sees ward games with this collection of people. And I'm so excited. Also, Sammy versus Heel Drew World Heavyweight Championship at Mania. Sammy wins. <sighs> Sammy versus Gunther in Berlin and Gunther kills our baby face champ. I was thinking about Sammy Zayn at WrestleMania with the World Heavyweight title. And I was like, you know, is he champ? Is he challenging for it? Chucking Drew in there as well. Oh yeah, go on. Not I'll watch that. It. Not a bad shout. And like uh, Andy's got a great point yes. there, which is exactly what you and I were saying earlier. Which is, yeah, it's been a long two months, to, and actually really three months for us to get to this point of like, all right, all right, it's War Games. Mm. Crikey, that's in November. Crikey, that's a lot. End of November, no less. That's a long ways away. The second they announced, I was like, yeah, yeah. And yeah. even though, and like, and, uh, good for Adam Pierce for having his little moment. He yeah. got to be really. You could tell he was excited to uh, shout it. Proper played. I was like, you want to play games? Want to play World? games? And I'm like, yeah. Like, it's, it, there's something base in me. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I wonder if this is Luke Owen's number one fan. It says, "Lovely to see you too. I reckon Drew will align with Judgment Day for War Games. So Team Cody will need to get a fifth man. A returning seat of nope, it's Randy Orton. Still pretty cool, and it gives uh, Cody a program before WrestleMania 40. A little legacy rerun. Think of the adversity. That's a way to get Randy Orton in that. He's got he's got previous with the uh, with. Cody. Now, uh, I don't think that Randy Orton coming back from an injury that apparently the doctor said he shouldn't um, wrestle ever again. I don't think putting him in war games is probably the best shout. But, uh, you know, you do you. 
Uh, we have an unknown username here. It's a Streamlabs issue, so please do let our moderators know. Um, who've said that last night taught me two things. One, if you can't have Regal, <laughs> say, Adam, uh, say it. Adam Pierce is a close second. Number two, Damien Priest is the dumbest heel alive because that was the perfect time to cash in, and he runs out without the briefcase. Um, he's not even the dumbest heel on this show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. Oh, we will get to the thickest wrestler alive. <laughs> Captain Thicko. We'll get to her in a little bit. Blake Whitehouse here says, I can't believe I'm saying this in late 2023, but Raw is my favorite weekly show. I just wish the Judgment Day and Imperium would have a segment staring... Uh, Oh, I wish Judgment Day and Imperium would have a segment stating neither would it interfere in others' business so Gunther didn't feel like he was stuck on Gunther Island. I see what you mean. I don't mind them being separated. Uh, yeah. There's, there's, I like the world being interconnected, but I don't think everything needs to be so messy. I mean, fans fascinatingly here, because like Dan- Daniel's our next Ultra Chair here, he just said, Judgment Day fatigue has made Raw a tough watch lately. Yeah. Uh, but recent developments like the Miz baby face turn, McIntyre's inner conflict, and Piper Niven slowly becoming more like Chelsea Green have been great to watch. Side note, when will we get a new Raw theme? Thank you for saying it. I really hoped that at the season premiere we'd get a new one because it just doesn't feel like gravy. I'm so bored of this yeah. theme. It's it's not, it's, there's no energy to it. It's not like, yeah, I'm here to watch the show. Give me something with, I mean, Saturday night. I never, who knew Elton John was the perfect theme for a wrestling show? It really gets me going every time. It's a great song. Or like the or like the the Nickelback. The Nickelback one was so sick. <laughs> I've I've said this before, but on a, I used to do local radio. Um, back, that scans. Yeah, it's like 13, 14 ish years ago mm. now, and I it was the, called the Saturday Morning Lion. Yeah. on my local radio. Oh, station. great. Because um, I was on at like nine a.m. on a Saturday, so I was like, you know, stay in bed, chuck it on, chuck it on. You know, well, you know, we'll play some tunes and stuff. And I opened every single show with Elton John's. Yeah, Saturday night's all right for fighting. Because it's, like, it's a banger. Because it's every it's just like Saturday, Saturday. Saturday. We all get like amped up. Everyone, yeah. it's Saturday. Feels like greatness. Yeah, <laughs> greatness. Uh, right, we are going to get into the rest of the show now. But hey, are you excited for War Games? Well, why not come and watch War Games with us at the Long Arm Pub and Brewery? Tickets are available in the video description down below and being posted by our wonderful moderating team. We are having a lock in at a pub, everyone. We are taking over the Long Arm Pub and Brewery. It is going to be open overnight here in London. Yeah, and we are going <laughs> to be watching Survivor Series together. Going to be doing live no holds board as well. We had an absolute blast doing Crown Jewel and man had so much fun doing No Holds Board as mm, well. Hormone we dog anyone? And we uh, cannot wait to have you back with us again at the Long Island Pub and Brewery uh, where we can watch Survivor Series and War Games together as we start the build to WrestleMania. Start the build to Rumble season, really. Oh my god, Rumble season. I'm so excited. Can I just say about... Uh... Some, what we were doing at Crown Jewel, we were raising money for Calm, the campaign against living miserably. We raised over six hundred dollars, and we yeah, and it was that was all you. Thank you very much. Uh, and on a personal level, my mental health has been in the toilet for a couple of months at the moment. Um, so it meant a lot that we were supporting a charity like that. But it was also so uh, enriching to see so many of you in person and like be able to talk about the thing that we love together and to share, you know, excitement questions after the show you know a few of us were doing fantasy booking like immediately we were getting into well what i might do this i might do this well i might do this and it was just a really like after what has been quite a difficult couple months just a really heartwarming and and encouraging experience to meet people in person so thanks for being there it was 
it was so much fun and mm. like the fantasy booking thing i mentioned the Sami Zayn thing earlier like after Sami Zayn into you know stopped uh, damien priest from uh cashing in mm. every time i went up to the bar like you know people grab me was like what do you think about the Sami Zayn thing do you think he might do this do you think it could be mm. this because you just like something happens in a show and your brain starts to go and you start to think it's like and you just have like all of a sudden people are like oh no what would be great is if they did this mm. and the next thing you know like eight people are in this like yeah big conversation about what could be next what could happen on raw how do you get towards wrestlemania what do you think is going to happen in the next match my girlfriend ended up nattering to someone else about cosplay and pantomime so you can have loads <laughs> of conversations like it's it's quite it's a great night i uh i don't know if I, you were here for this but um we were having a conversation with someone who uh, went with his mum and she's not really much wrestling fan she watched wrestling when she was a little girl Sick. so she's like you know giant haystack oh yeah, yeah, yeah i love that world of sport era and the thing she was most upset about in the show was Logan Paul winning the belt <laughs> because he cheated. He cheated. She was like, he should not have won that title. It's like they the... should have. They should have done something about that because he cheated and he did not deserve to win that belt. It's like all the, the, the stories of the grannies in the on the aisle jabbing you with scissors and all that. Yeah, smacking yeah. you with handbags yeah. and stuff. Uh, so we uh, opened the Mr. show. Needles, not scissors. Scissors <laughs> was a bit vicious. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, it was it was England in the 1960s. There you go. So, yeah, we had Seth Rollins opening the show with Sami Zayn. And then we had the Judgment Day hanging out backstage. In their lair. In their little <laughs> lair. Um, and uh, JD McDonough had a Damien Priest show. Hilarious. That was about the only... The, no, what a little simp. Uh, and then they beat the New Day in a good little tag match. <laughs> yeah, Decent does the job. You know, that was what that match was. I don't really know uh, what New Day do next. I don't really know if that's the most important thing. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, this is all about rebuilding that tag division. Yeah. And, can, you know, like, it's because they're defending the tag belts next week, so you give them yeah. a tag win here, particularly over such a established team like the New Day. Mm. It's set up from last week because they were cosplaying as them the at Halloween, Day, yeah. the New Judgment Day. So, yeah, I think it's a, it's a smart little bit of business just yeah. to give your tag team champs a win because they're going to be defending the belts the following week. Yeah, it was, it was exactly what it needed to be. Serviceable. Yeah. Jackie uh, caught up with Drew earlier in the day. He arrived... Did a little pout and then he left. What a waste of petrol, <laughs> Drew. Come on, if man. I did that, if I just arrived and you went, you're right, Dan, and I went, and then left, I'd be in big trouble. I think Drew should face some consequences. At the very least, he should have to clean the toilets. Shinsuke Nakamura took on Akira Tozawa with Nakamura cosplaying as Black Rain from TNA. So <laughs> Goldust is definitely coming back to WWE. Do you see? I, the, I'd love to see it. Are you, you joking? The War Games poster. Oh, with Cody in the makeup. Yeah, the like camouflage. His, like his brother did. Oh. Dustin's going back. Oh, that's like, what I mean by like his he's going to go NWA style. Yeah. I'm gonna, are you telling me I'm going to get Goldust in 2023? I think so. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love Goldust. Uh, this is a match where Tazawa got in way more than you'd think. Yes. Obviously, Nakamura like won in a very convincing fashion, but like it was almost c caught by surprise by a, uh, you know well, what Akira Tazawa was doing. Mm. But it was it was pretty decent for you know the, the time that it got. And afterwards, Otis got in the ring, took off his uh, his T-shirt. But Nakamura walked away, and they announced later on that they're going to have a match next week. This was where I I'm pretty sure I heard CM Punk chants. Uh, the chat can come in and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure they were there. Uh, and again, it was a like, perfectly serviceable. Tozawa's got his Heritage Cup match tonight on NXT. Um, so it was a good way for him to get a little rep in. I thought they were going to have Noam Dar and Crew. I thought they were. Well. They were on Main Event. Yeah. They were um, there at the show. 
should should have maybe could have used them on yeah. the show, but you didn't. I see. Imagine if it ends up just being Shinsuke versus Chad at the Survivor Series. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. Uh, neither I mean, would I. I mean, I mean it's, it's Chad getting on pay per view, which is something we've been calling for all year. I so. mean, there you go. But like, but like this idea that like, it could, is it going to be Punk? Is it going to be Orton? No, it's someone who's already on television. It's quite entertaining to me. You know, when he said um, be a lion the other week, it's like which lion is going to come up? Maybe it's Will Ospreay. I'd like to start that rumor right now. We got a video promo for Natalia. She's broken some records. Um, and she then has. I really enjoyed this next bit of presentation here. What Adam Pierce explains it all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, Adam yeah. Pierce just directed to camera was being like, The Miz. Yeah. He's a former eight time Intercontinental Champion looking for his knife. Doodly doo. You've got Bronson Reed, who's big. You've got Ivar. We've seen what he done in the Viking Rules match. And you've got Ricochet. the highlight of the night. Just running through each of the four of them with videos to kind of back up what Adam Pierce is saying. And then he basically was like, Get excited for the upcoming match. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. Because I was. Well, it's this they used to do this on SmackDown. They used to have like uh, in like 2003, they used to have Stephanie be like, here's what's coming up on this show. Here are some new titles I've got. Oh, did you catch me bending over my desk? It was 2003. <laughs> it was a different time. Um, I'm not advocating for that uh, for Adam Pierce. Although if he wants to, crack on. Um, yeah, it was different and I and I liked it. It, it was fun. I like the idea of seeing we've got the GMs now. Let's see how they put their matches together. Let's see why they make their choices. Good, good stuff. Uh, he also had a quick chat with Seth to make sure that Seth was okay. And Seth said he was. And we then got our fatal four-way match of Miz versus Bronson Reed versus Ricochet versus Ivar, the winner of which will face Gunther at Survivor Series for the Intercontinental Championship. I thought this match was a sandwich. Uh, a messy sandwich. I thought that it was two bits of mess and a really solid bit in the middle there. The I really enjoyed this match. Yeah. I thought this was really, really good. I think that the finish is all sorts of clunky but i want heads to roll for that finish it, it was a bit more clunky but i get what they were going for i think on paper this finish made sense so what happened in the finish was bronson reed goes up on one corner Ivar goes up on another corner. Love that. The crowd were like, oh. Because they have been the best thing in this match. Yeah. Like when they were just beating up Ricochet and beating up Miz, it was the best thing in the match. It was just two beefy dudes doing beefy things and it was beefy awesome. <laughs> so they climb up. I had beefy awesome the other day at a steak restaurant <laughs> I went to. It was lovely. And it really was like a, I'll go up one rung. Ivar goes up one rung. And then Bronson They're like, like staring at each other. Yeah, I'm going up another one. And, Bronson, and Ivar's like, yeah, I'm going to go up one as well. So Ivar goes to his moonsault. Reed goes to do the tsunami. <laughs> and what happens is Miz rolls out of the way of the tsunami. So Bronson Reed crashes down. Ivar hits the moonsault on Ricochet. So Ivar is pinning Ricochet while Miz is hmm, pinning a guy who just missed a move. Hmm. And the referee counts, but is confused because both of them are pinning at the same time. So he goes one, he goes two, and then goes ah, three. And he hesitates on that third. And that hesitation was enough for Ricochet to kick out, which meant that Miz was the only one pinning someone when the three was made. And so Miz starts to celebrate. The referee's like, uh, yeah. And the comments are like, hmm, not sure what's going on here. The crowd went, huh? What what is the what what happened? And then poor old Samantha has to go like the winner is the Miz. And then Miz is the music plays and Michael Collins shows in the replay like, look, Ricochet kicked yeah. out. Miz didn't win that match. I don't know why Ivar is so upset. Miz won that match fair and square. What a baby face he is now. And then afterwards, Ivar attacked the Miz and laid him out with the moonsault, which sets up a match between them next week. On paper. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Welcome to my world, Luke Owen. <laughs> You're reaching look, harder than I do. Look, I'm trying to <laughs> play, no, playing devil's avocado <laughs> on paper. I had devil's avocado at a restaurant. Like <laughs> on paper, I don't think it's a. It's sort of like in theory, it sort of works. The execution was awful. No, and yeah, it, and it would have. Would, here's how the here's how to fix this. The referee doesn't hesitate. Mm. Well, that, is, that, that, is, I, that is how you fix this finish. Can I get in and, and do, do do what I think? Because the, the idea of on paper, I think what was on paper was entirely different. I think that's why it became such a... Uh, sorry, sorry, Jen, I'm going to have to. Cluster f- <laughs> It was absolute nonsense at the end cluster there. F. I didn't want to. I feel like I deserved it. A cluster clock. Nice. A cluster clock. A cluster clock. We'll work on that next time. Um, I found this last segment to be so annoying, I want heads to roll because... I had started the match feeling like it was a little bit messy. I wasn't fully vibing. It did that WWE thing where they're like instantly two of them are on the outside so that we can have the, you know, that's how they do their fatal four ways. Um, but then stuff started popping. Like, you know, Bronson Reed bouncing Ricochet off the ropes into a Hurricane Runner on Ivar was a bit messy, but it was great. A great little visual, great idea. Um, then Miz and Ricochet's segment looked a little bit sloppy and they had a big chat in the middle of it and I didn't really know what was going on there. Then we went to commercial. Then we come back and everything starts really running like clockwork and I was so into it. I was like, this is exactly what I wanted this match to be. I was dead excited for it. The crowd were getting behind Miz as a baby face. Crowd were hot for Miz, man. Come on! <laughs> I was really into it. And, you know, you might think the jury's still out a little bit on Miz's baby face. That's what we, I mean, every time that I, I, you know, scream myself hoarse saying, let it play out. Because we need to not get ahead of ourselves rushing for judgment. There was a lot going on. Ivar's springboard clothesline, which if it happened a little bit earlier when he wasn't so knackered might have been so effective. But then, oh yeah, they're climbing up to the top rope and I'm rubbing my hands together in glee because I know what I'm about to see. And it's cool. And it's this idea of the two of them both going for it. And then it literally like two giant men tumbling from the top rope it all came crashing down because first of all why is ricochet kicking out why is it that soon the tsunami the big man missing a splash is more effective than the 350 pound man doing a moonsault it shouldn't have kicked out so he kicked out at 3.5 he didn't i I, see this is where i almost want to get the clip up because i don't i might be misremembering it but i don't remember the ref hesitating i remember the ref counting the three in a perfect three and then and if, if I'm wrong, it does change things a little bit. But if I'm right, it's that thing of like, why doesn't he just count a double three? And then it's like, because then why is the ref hesitating? Like, I don't know who's the winner. So someone in who's the, live, the winner? So and then the it can chat become... there was just saying like, he hesitated because he was checking both shoulders. It was odd. I, I want to see it. As again, I thought it was clunky. It was McClunky. Right, where are we? Uh, the Miz. I just got to wait for this. This is dynamic. Out. Well, I'll get to, while, while you're loading you, you up, I'll get to my, to my end, which was that if you do have this double pin, then you can do both of them being furious and then we get Miz and Ivon next week I don't think that after that match that and that finish I don't think it would have been a cheap finish personally I think that's the more effective way of doing it so here you go so, so they go roll up roll up so you go one two three, three. Uh, so there's the it, there's it, a hesitation there. also the, the, there was a hesitation between one and two that was this was he, so weird okay so there's a really simple finish to this match the Miz wins. Yes, I know. I agree with that completely. That, that is just the that's the finish you need to do here. Ivar can still be annoyed and attack the Miz after the match and set up, and you can still play the oh Miz, uh, Ivar, what a sore loser. Yeah. The Miz won in a valiant baby face. Because you know what, the crowd wanted to see that. We did. The crowd just wanted to see the Miz do a move and win the match. 
So I don't know why you don't just do the Miz hits a move and wins this match in a convincing manner, particularly because you're setting up to face Gunther at the pay-per-view. Give Miz a big win. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that. I, I yeah, that's exactly what they should have done. Like that's it's it's not difficult. Yeah. You don't need to overbook this to then set up a match for next week. It was confusing. It was an uncomfortable finish. It didn't go very well, and I actually think it sucked a lot of the energy out of the crowd for it what did. came next. Yeah, I I I think that was. It was an unfortunate mistake. Yeah. Um, I won't go on a Miz. It was a fumble. It was a fumble. It, it was a fumble. I won't go on my Miz uh, soapbox either. Yeah, because you're a Miz hater. But I do think people need to just calm down when they're... The, the, man, the man did a... Uh, he, did a he did a big uh, code breaker off the ropes. He's the greatest of all time. He did some very... He did oh, fine moves competently. And everyone's like... Kenny Omega over it. And I'm like, oh, steady on him. I... He did his move. And he did them very well. But man, people's reaction to this is like the second coming of Frank Gotch. When Gunther and Miz goes to five stars, the level of smug that I'm going to have is it's not a even... Because Gunther match. Yeah, like, but... Gunther have a five star match with a bin. Doesn't matter. The Miz will bring his, his share as well. You know, I'm saying I just think his we, share might be five percent, but he will bring that five percent. I just think we need to just get our levels right here when we're you know throwing our praise because he was very good in this match. But people are going. I think because people feel like it. they have to defend the Miz so much. Yes, we do. Because, so they have to like, <laughs> like he did the softest crossbody I've ever seen. It was like, oh my god, did you see the crossbody? He's like, yeah, it was fine. Like it's okay. It's okay to say. It was okay. Oh, I, the, the t-shirts I'm going to print. You just wait. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Alpha Academy, uh, promote, they're going to be on NXT tonight. And Maxine put herself over for tonight's Battle Royal. Uh, we then got, essentially, the Creed Brothers segment of the show. Yep. Because you had a video promo for the Creed Brothers hyping up their match from last week and their big win they got last week. Then earlier in the day, them signing their Raw contracts. Ivy Nile also signing her contract as well. And then they beat DIY. Yeah. Yep. Good. Great stuff. Uh, Julius it was, is awesome. Oh, God. It, I mean, amazing. It's a nice moment that they had their, their little sign in their contract. That uh, Tables, Ladders, and Scares match last week on NXT was great stuff. Yeah. Big fan of it. So that was two fantastic runs in a row. Um, and the crowd were dead here. Like, dead, dead. It was very, we're going to keep fully stum. Which I then found it hard to fully get into the match because I wanted the crowd to be more poppy. You know, I wanted... The, I wanted... I wanted when... When... when Julius does that little sort of deadlift into the vertical suplex thing, which was what woke the crowd up last week for this brand new act. Um, it got nothing. And I was like, oh, damn it. Um, but the match itself was really decent. So, you know, keep doing more of this stuff. Keep with DIY getting, you know, good babyface moments in there. I think Champer in particular is really good at waking up dead crowds. Yeah. Kind of like how The Miz is exceptional at controlling an audience and getting an audience to react to things even in like if a segment is dying a death mm -hmm. because he's doing he's been put into a segment where he has to do bad comedy mm -hmm. he finds a way to make the crowd react to what he's doing whether that's a bit of call and response or whatever yes. it is that's one of the miz's great strengths champra's got that same deal he probably learned it from the miz and their alliance mm -hmm. but it's just like he is very good at being that baby face fire Went out there. The crowd's not particularly hot. They're a little bit dead. I think. I think you're right. I think the finish of the the fatal four way took some people out of the, mm -hmm. the the action. But he was like, no, no, come on, fire up, fire up, fire up. So by the time it got to the end, people were a bit more yeah. into this. And he's doing that to put over the Creed brothers. Mm -hmm. That was very good. Ludwig Kaiser came down and he uh, kicked Johnny Gargano to lead to the finish. Yeah, 
I'd like to see a tag team turmoil match. You know, we're trying to rebuild this um, mm -hmm. division. I think it'd be fun to have just a selection, like a gauntlet thing, get everyone to get their bits in, see what they do. You can protect a lot of people through a gauntlet match. I think it'd be quite fun. We got a recap of the Chamber in Montreal from earlier this year. You were talking about this earlier. Mm -hmm. And then that like, cuts back and Sami Zayn is watching that video promo. Yeah. And it is just like, you know, all of that emotion and drama sort of like washes over him again. I'm just like, I can't believe. And they like, they show in that match, he should have won. Yeah. And he did win that match, but was screwed out of it like everyone is. And um, then... Jay Uso comes in, a man who was a pivotal part of that that, of moment. that that moment, and Jay there puts him over, and that's where he announced that he and Cody are going to have their tag title rematch for next week. Mm -hmm. Jackie interviewed Becky Lynch, talking about the battle royal, and Nia Jax walked in and said, "Hey, I broke your face once," and Becky was like, "Yeah," and then you got fired, and that was it. When uh, I don't like it when they do this. Um, style of acting this is very personal i do apologize but when they do the style of acting which is like i liked to break your face say it in a different way like is it, is it, that's the one lesson they have at the performance center because everyone seems to perform that way the other thing i learned the other day um was i was watching uh clips i was just getting really excited and watching loads of clips of, of various people doing promos and bailey and charlotte and sasha and it was the way sasha Banks says the word me <laughs> sasha Banks says mia she adds an A to the end of it every time. And it's something, I don't know where she learned it, but she's like, you're not just going to fight someone. You're going to fight Mia. And I'm like, who's Mia? Yim. Is it Mia Yim? Like, are we talking about Mia Yim? So like um, Britney Spears. May. May. Babin, babin. Um, odd, odd deliveries are my pet peeve. Byron Saxton interviewed Chelsea Green and Piper Niven. Uh, <laughs> and Chelsea was there to bury everyone that was in the, the, the battle room. And uh, Baszler and Zoe walk in. I guess they're a team again. And they were there to be the the awkward, like, hey, out there, we may be friends now, but in that Not room, out there. it's, you know, $100,000 for Stone Cold Steve Austin. DX is as strong as it gets when it comes to the Battle Royal. It's every man for themselves. Mm. Shayna Baszler can't do maths because she said it felt like it was three on one out there yesterday. Well, there were four of the women actually at the. Uh, I Crown think Jewel. she was more just about the finish because Nijax was not ah, involved in the finish. Well, that it was, makes it more was sense. four people involved in the finish. I was like, Shayna, are you stupid? And then someone else came out with more stupid. Well, yeah, okay. So we had the battle royal. Yeah. Um. Do you, did you, did you see WrestleNomics's tweet? By the way, I did not. Um. I just wanted to bring this up because I thought this was absolutely fascinating uh wrestlenomics um in terms of because this was our only women's match on the show granted yes. the entire division was well, within this match while you're while you're finding the tweet i'll just say about that because that did when i saw that this was going to be it i was like oh this is giving me divas title flashbacks mm. and then i was like i don't know if i like this i don't really know if i like battle royals as a way of determining contenders or champions as it is um however it did feel massively different because of the sheer number of characters that were in it. Yeah. In a way that's very different to what it used to be. Um, but yeah, I was, I was, I was throughout the show. I wasn't sure how, so I decided to wait until the match happened. Obviously, I think that's probably the, uh, the most appropriate way of deciding how you feel about something is to watch it. So it was Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics. Um, and he has put together percentage of women's matches in the last six months across AEW, WWE, and Impact. Mm -hmm. Raw's percentage of women's matches is 28%. Mm -hmm. Dynamite is 20%. 
Interesting. It's only 8% lower. So they've got one less hour, but that's one more hour for Raw to put on more matches. So, well, in comparison then, SmackDown is 27%. Mm. And, yeah, Dynamite is 20%. Like, Rampage is 26%, so it's only 1% lower than SmackDown, but also there's only four matches on Rampage. Right. So it means a one quarter, of those four matches. quarters of the matches is always going to be yeah. uh, a women's match. So... I thought that was really interesting when we're having that conversation about women's representation on WWE. And I've often made the point and I've been shot down for it of being like, I don't think WWE went to great with their women's division this year either. People are like, what are you talking about? Saying the other? It's like, well, I mean, there's literally numbers that prove that. And I, you know, I, I didn't need numbers. I just, I just use my well, eyes. But there is a difference between not just the amount of matches, it's backstage segments. Yes. And it's, and it's you, to your point you were making about this battle royal. Because this is the, I saw people complaining this was the only match on the card. And I was like, no, no, no. The way to look at this match is look at how many characters are in here. This match set up three different sort of yes, stories and stuff. That's what a battle royal should be doing. So, yeah, sure, there was only one women's match on this card. But look at every single little element that you got in here. Do I love every element? Not particularly. I'm not really into this Nikki Cross thing, and we'll talk about Zion in a second. <laughs> but they are, there are some interesting bits and bobs here, and that's kind of like I. So I thought it was a, a very interesting sort of all-encompassing point to, to talk about. It's all this thing about perception, honestly, and it is the the, the women's division is perceived for me in WWE. I don't, I don't creatively, especially uh, the sort of damage control run at the end of last year, which was kind of a similar sort of round and round we go that we've had with judgment day this year felt like the creative was a bit dire um but in terms of like putting people on screen and characters i mean one of the biggest stars of the show is rhea ripley becky mm -hmm. lynch has just proven that she's not only a fantastic hand she's also a draw um in the wh where's nxt on that so nxt is 35 percent. right okay i mean so that, that so doesn't it, surprise me at all so it's seven percent higher than raw is yeah and 15 percent right. higher than dynamite there you go um seven percent higher than raw well, yeah, because Raw is um, 28%. Oh, I thought, I'm sorry. I thought Raw was lower than Dynamite for a second there. I don't know. I must have misunderstood. No, so Raw is 28%. It's 8% higher than Dynamite is. There you go. And SmackDown is 7% higher yeah. than Dynamite is, which is comparative because they're both two-hour shows. So, it's yeah, it, it is just a perception thing. And the idea we've spoken about uh, is the anniversary of Evolution was recently. I think it was a five-year anniversary of the Evolution pay-per-view, which happened in no small part because of Ronda Rousey, as we've said many times. Um, the idea of... I don't think they'd have a, a success with that pay-per-view again at the moment because they're still doing the groundwork. So all of this conversation about, uh, you know, Kyrie's back and potentially they're going for Julia and Jade Cargill and, you know, all this stuff. It, if you present these women as stars, people believe that they're stars. It's the same reason, like, you know, not every man's going to get over, but it's an opportunity thing. It's a, it's, it's look out for academy given the opportunity yeah. and they got that opportunity and they ran with it and they, we, had, we had the summer of alpha academy there it is so it's you know it's at the very least with this i was able to look at it and be like oh i'm seeing this stick i'm seeing this stick i feel like this about this person i see like that was what i ultimately got you know tegan yeah. tegan knox getting an entrance of her own because oh, she had well, a run actually, almost every single person in this uh, battle royal got an entrance they, i think the only person who didn't was indy hartwell did nikki get an entrance um, Nikki, so yeah, because they had like Nia Jax and the Party Girls, Natty and the Tag Champs come out. Yeah. During the ad break, Maxine, Nikki Cross, and Ivy Nile and Indy Hartwell came out, which means that the other people, Shayna Baszler, Zoe Stark, 
Tiganox and Raquel Rodriguez all got entrances. And of that four, Ivy Nile and Maxine both had backstage segments. Yes. Earlier, talking about the... So, you know, they'd had a moment in the sort Absolutely. That's really yeah. interesting. So, so, I mean, even from that, because the mm. usual way you do a battle royal is that you like get everyone out as quickly as possible and do most of the entrances during the ad break and just have two stars yeah. that come out. This was it with the... Uh, United States title battle royal that was in my worst of list because like it was just like Dean Ambrose is going to defend this and here they all are and everyone just came out at once and then Sheamus won it and I was like way to make that feel special like yeah so this was okay I think there are three big talking points coming out of this mm -hmm. uh, one of which is Zia Lee the other one is Ivy Nile yeah and the other one is Zoe Stark winning yeah so I mean do you have any others no I, I, I think you've, that, that's a good summation yeah so Let's kind of do them in reverse order. I think we should then we'll save the most fun yeah. for last. <laughs> Zoe Stark winning, I think, is a good choice. It would have been a better choice if she wasn't in the Fatal Five Way at Crown Jewel. This is it. The final three women in this match were not only beaten by Rhea a few days ago, but the match ended with them all piled on top of each other, and then the winner is the one she pinned. Like that's um, for me. She pinned Baszler. She didn't pin Baszler. She, yeah, Baszler? she, she, oh, she hit the Riptide on on, on Zoe Stark. Zoe. Right. Okay. Then. Still, <laughs> still, the final three people were all in the the finish of that fatal yes. five way, and they did all lose. So that is a thing I think about. Uh, we did talk about how that fatal five way was a great opportunity for them to save all of these singles matches going forward. I do think perhaps Zoe Stark wasn't the right one immediately. However, she's still early enough in her career that it's not going to be crushing if she loses this. This is like her first shot at a title. Yeah. I think they'll have a really good match. I, 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 yeah. I, I love what Zoe Stark brings to the table. As I said, like, this is a, it's a great choice, but it would have been a better choice if she hadn't have lost that title match yes. two days earlier. Yeah. But she was really good. Her and Baszler came down. They were the final two. Mm. And they had a really good showing, a good ba ba battle back and forth on the, uh, on the apron, which I really liked. Um, also within that sort of final four technically the final well it was the final five the yeah. final five was uh zoe stark Shayna baszler Rocky raquel, Ro raquel rodriguez nia Jax, and ivy nile mm -hmm. and all of them worked together to eliminate nia Jax. so she was the fifth person uh, mm -hmm. out there which means that ivy nile in effectively her debut match mm -hmm. on raw was part of this final four she also got a bunch of eliminations in this match they were putting her over so hard on commentary of like mm -hmm. she only signed her raw contract earlier today and this look at morning. this she's having a, a you know she's a in a battle now for to possibly face Rhea Ripley for the uh, the mm -hmm. women's championship, and it's Nia Jax who's already been eliminated that eliminates Ivy Nile. So now you've got the opportunity to do an Ivy Nile Nia Jax match. Yeah, I really rate Ivy Nile. I think if you, this is why I try and encourage people to watch NXT because they've got a, a really great little roster that going on down there. Um, I think. Um, there's only so much you can get over in a battle royal, really. There's only so much you can show. But there was that great shot where she sort of... She got a gorilla press in on the apron, which I just loved, and she eliminated a bunch of people. Felt like a really good, you know, thing for her. Maxine getting the armbar, you know, that helped to get Piper eliminated. Yeah. She ended up being eliminated herself, but she's still kind of a rookie. So, like, that yeah. kind of worked for me. They were trying um, to sort of put over the tag titles in a way as well because they were like you know there are tag partners working within mm -hmm. this because you have the tag champs you also have the party girls in there you've got zoe stark and Shayna baszler and you've got tegan Knox and natalia yeah. so they were sort of like oh man look these teams how are they all going to work together so they didn't on commentary were trying to do a concerted effort to say there are four teams mm. i think there's arguably just two teams in yeah. there but you can you're trying to make the argument that there's four and that's fine franken teams are a thing and we've spoken a whole bunch of there was a few 
uh, months ago, there was a triple threat match, one of whom was Piper Niven and, and someone else, and it was for Rhea's next challenger or whatever. And it all just felt like, well, I haven't seen Piper Niven on telly in ages, so like, why am I supposed to, you know, care about her? Like, what? No wonder the crowd aren't responding. This is answering that for yeah. me. Uh, and not having Candice LeRae in this yeah. match puts over what Xia Lee did last week. It's just a shame that she's probably a bit thick. Yeah, which brings us to Xia Lee. I think uh, candidate for the thickest wrestler of 2023, <laughs> Captain Thicko, Xia Lee. I had a little bit of a whinge about Xia Lee last week because our whole shtick is like, I wanted a title shot against Becky Lynch, but I'm going to do it on my own time. And then Becky Lynch lost the title. So she's like, well, good job. Shot, good job, Xia Lee. Looks like you you played that one well, didn't you, bud? Played her like a fiddle. So then she went up to Becky Lynch last week and was like, well, I still want a match with you. And Becky's like, hey, cool, let's have it. She's like, on my time. And I was like, when... Why? What? Just have the match. So then here she comes, walking down the street to this match where she can get, if she wants, her hands on Becky Lynch and a potential shot at the world title. So what she does is she kicks Becky Lynch beforehand and gets herself removed from the match. That's stupid. And walked away being like, who's the real winner? Not you! Because you weren't in the match, bud! I think she's a bit stupid. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, what's that? That was a weird choice. Like, have her... She, she, you could have achieved this with them in the match. You know, I don't think Becky would have looked weaker. No. For being kicked in the head and eliminated. Well, uh, or yeah, kicked in the head and taken out. Yeah, you didn't want to have Becky basically taken out of the... Eliminated from the match. But you could have had... Well, yeah, no, you don't want... You could have had her kicked in the head and then they're like, wow, okay, this is a serious... So we're going to take you away from match the match. Everyone that else. way she didn't lose the match. She just got concussed, which is what happened. Yeah. So, like... But then you have to eliminate Zia Lee, so... That's true. And I guess they don't want to do that either. But then, hey, maybe don't book a battle royal. Well, uh, well. <laughs> and don't put them in the battle royal. Sometimes, one, sometimes when you work backwards from something, you get to a point where it's like, oh, maybe we should just do this bit then. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's. I don't think this is getting Xia Li over. It's getting the kick over to a degree, the kick I suppose, because that's now two people that she's concussed in two weeks. Mm. So kayfabe wise. So, you know, that that's good, I guess. And then the other thing is Nikki Cross. It's it's not working for me. I don't know what's going on. Like I want it to, I let it play out means develop it. It doesn't mean just do it. I want to know. My favorite part of this. Also, it's lovely because you know this is the difference between America and British uh, humor and stuff. Because we give you know the thickest person. Oh, are they thinking like thick? They're thinking thick because I've assumed a lot of people talk about Nikita Lyons, and I'm like, no, 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 D I'm, different thing. It's a it's a it's a different thing. Just means stupid. Yeah, she's the, she's the dumbest thing alive. Um, not, not like Sonic, who's the fastest thing alive. Right. Um, so anyway, uh, what was I going to say about Nikki Cross? Yeah, my favorite bit of the Nikki Cross thing, and this is just like, you know, bad staging and bad actors doing bad staging. Because Nikki Cross is stood in the middle of the ring. Everyone's fighting around her. And she's just stood in the middle of the ring, just staring down the hard can while everyone is fighting around her. And then... Raquel Rodriguez and Nia Jax are going to have a face-to-face, -face, mm -hmm. but they, they want to have the face-to-face -face over Nikki Cross. Mm -hmm. So what you watch them is them look at their marks to where they need to move into. So I'm looking at Nikki Cross and then walk to their marks and then look at each other and be like, oh, I'm going to... Oh, there's a person in our way. <laughs> now we need to eliminate this person. I'm like, yeah, you know, because you just looked you at her. her so, yeah. so you could step to your mark. Bad staging done by bad actors. It was very silly. And Zoe Sutherland. Um, they had a backstage segment, did Zoe and Rhea Ripley, mm -hmm. um, where they basically was like, Rhea Ripley was just like, hey, the last time you and I were in the ring, I beat you. Mm. And Zoe was like, yeah, well, 
Maybe not next time. Yeah. It's, you know, it'll slap on the pay-per-view. Yeah, like, I, I think the Chicago crowd will be interchanting uh, Mammy, Mammy. For, for the first, you know, two minutes of the match. And then I don't think they're going to care much about it afterwards. Yeah. But, uh, but, uh, we'll, but have I think, the, we'll have those two minutes. But uh, I, think, I think they can get the crowd into it. I think they could care about it. Yeah. Uh, that was the show. Uh, I gave this a high four out of five. Yeah, I enjoyed I myself. Really, really good. I had a good time with the show. I thought the battle royal served a lot of purposes. I thought the fatal four way McClunky finish aside was really good. I thought the tag division stuff was there to build tag teams and really put over the Creed brothers and stuff. Mm-hmm. But every segment was there to try and put someone over. Yeah, and whether it works or not, it's a different matter. But every segment did have a purpose mm-hmm. and I, I had a good time with this and i thought the war games announcement was really good having a world title on the match on the show felt really good as well i, I was a big fan of this episode i i in in response to the person who sort of said that watching raw has become a bit of a slog it's really interesting i think i can understand why you would get there mm. for me it's one of the things i look forward to most every week and if you'd have told me a couple of years ago that i would actively look forward to watching raw every week i'd have been like take me to the future because I don't see that happening. Yeah. So, uh, thumbs up for me. I enjoyed yep. myself very much. Thumbs up. Interesting point, actually, because someone's just uh, brought it up there. You know, we all often, and quite rightly so, put over Impact Wrestling's yeah, yeah. women's division. They're actually almost the lowest. Uh, oh, really? It's uh, 18%. Lower, lower than Dynamite. Huh. Curious. Yeah. But again, it's about perception. Perception, yeah. Perception and treating them with a level of respect. Yeah. And, you know. Um, let's get into your oh nope. Let's get into your Patreon shoutouts. There it uh, is. There it is. <laughs> Crikey! I start your old Patreon your shout Patreon shoutouts. That's what we're doing <laughs> in this section of the show. Wrestle.com forward slash support, where you can get exclusive content like our uncut survival series, oh. like our uncut board, uh, no holds board. Yeah, got, got a board game club for a second. Then, different show. It's a, it's a different show. Different show. Um, and you can also get our uh, bonus podcasts. Yes, like Wrestle Talk Extra, where we're going to be reviewing Survivor Series 2014 this year. Lovely. Um, just to point out on Survival Series that I keep consistently coming third or second. Uh, so one day, one day I'll win it. Yeah. Well done. You know there are always opportunities waiting for you. Um, I mean, you're not in the next few. I was going to say there aren't because I wasn't asked to be in it this time. Yeah, you, you're not because <laughs> in... Tempest is scared because Pete's scared because they know that I'm on the way. Yeah, you're not in the next three episodes. Oh man, did you do three? Oh, that means I have to wait ages for another one. Well, it's you. We'll do them again in January. That's ages away. We've got the December and January ones yeah. done, and then there's a bonus episode that's coming out in two weeks time i'll slip tempest some money but anyway and if you're one of our 25 dollar and above patreon pledge hammers you get your name read out on the show like these fine folks the black plague butch rosser champion zero fear hitman soul the cleaner kenny shah the british bulldog philip boy j smith jr he can last first he can last Sean for longer than you in the ring. Starbucks, Stephen Costa. Shield Maiden, the Zornice. He ran Aaron Hanrahan. He brings the fear. Amir Jones. The Shrockmaster, Austin Shrock. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. It's bad news, Bob the Ninja Goldfish. And the Eco Warrior, Brian. That is your Patreon Hall of Fame shout out class for the 7th of November, 2023.
Right, now let's get into the rest of your Alpha Chats. Uh, kicking things off, Scotty Young here says, Randy needs to be announced beforehand if it is him. I think he'll get Rey Mysterio Rumble 2014 because he's not CM Punk. You can smoke and war game. You can smoke and mirror a war games match with this injury and have him come in last or whatever. That's true. The the format of the match leads him to have a small amount of time in the ring if you want to do that. Um, I think if I think you want to have him come back. It, it it all depends on how they book it. If there are two surprise mysteries, who's Shinsuke gonna face? It's Randy Orton and CM Punk. Mm-hmm. If it's if CM Punk is not going to be there, you cannot do a surprise entrant at all because it will just do exactly what you said. Powerbomb Media has been a member for two months in a row. Says what I would love is if it was Cody, Seth, Sammy, J, Knight, like Yelena Owens versus Judgment Day, Jimmy Solo, and Drew. Crikey, that's that's a lot of people, but it would be cool. Yeah, well, I mean, it would be it's too many people, I'd yeah. say. Uh, and that's coming from me. Yeah. Uh, Will, <laughs> you love it. Will Campbell uh, said, "To be honest, I kind of like how Pierce announced War Games because it seemed like he was finally just fed up with the shenanigans of everyone involved. Also, I'm glad that Trips is continuing to put Diamond Mind over crazy because they have been great since 2.0 began." Yeah, that's it. I just wish they hadn't shown us that it was coming two days ago. Like, if they hadn't done that, and we all knew, but it would have been that great moment of like, well, yeah, because it makes sense. Like, we've always said, rather than it just being, oh, it's time for you to fight in war games. It's like, this is stupid. Get in that cage and sort it out. Yeah, that's the problem with having Hell on a Cell as a pay-per-view. Exactly. Is because you can't just organically get to a Hell in a Cell match. Mm. I mean, you could if you planned ahead. But yeah. but because that ma- that show is called Hell in a Cell, it has to have Hell in a Cell matches. And yeah. it, it, it undermines the thing. Yes. And War Games, this happened in NXT when they had War Games. Mm-hmm. Because they did it every November. Yeah. It was just like, oh, all of a sudden there are like, there are four good guys bandying together to take on the Undisputed Era. Isn't that curious? Mm. Yeah, and then it was like, and then those four just, you know, split off into their separate ways. So I hope that this doesn't become Survivor Series as your War Games pay per view because it would be fun for it to be like at SummerSlam period of time, do a War Games match at SummerSlam yeah. or whatever. Like, I, I feel like we are just getting Survivor Series is now the War Games. Probably. Look, I'm just glad it's not Brand Warfare. There it is. There I, it is. Because I was worried that it was going to be Brand Warfare, and thankfully, it's not. This time next year, it could be Brand War Games. Um, we have the results of our poll. So, my suggestion of Jimmy and Kevin got 19% of the vote. Yours of Kevin and Drew got 35% I'm of sure the vote. I'm chalking that up as another successful Vic Tile defense. However, 45%, nearly half of the vote, thinks it's just going to be a four-on-four match. That's uh, Ralph Nader. Uh, that's that's a, a third-party vote splitter, personally, I think. But... Uh... Uh, N64 Life Podcast, hello Cliff, uh, said, <laughs> Afternoon, gents. Um, what song would you have for the new Raw theme? Have an awesome show, and I hope everyone enjoys War Games, games together. Cliff, um, are you coming up for the watch party? Because I haven't seen your name crop up yet, so um, now's the time to get a ticket, bud. Come along, Cliff. Um, I don't know. I want it to be upbeat. I want it to be rocking. I want to <laughs> feel like... Because even, um, are you ready for a good time? The tempo's too low. Mm. Up the BPM. Yeah. Give me give me a house track. Give <laughs> <laughs> Darude Sandstorm. Yeah, come on, I mean, come on. Da, 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 da. I can't get... Oh, Insomnia by Faithless. That'd be a great say, one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Session Moth Martina coming yeah, yeah, out yeah, to yeah. run every show. Oh, let's do it. Wouldn't mind that at all. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I'm, I'm always going to advocate for Scene Queen. Um, uh, hey, a bit do, of uh, Delilah Bond. Triple H was just obsessed with Poppy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for a little bit. Something like that. Yeah. You know? 
Stephen Costa here says, that was me and my mum. <laughs> I didn't know it was your mum. That's even better. And he goes, yeah, she didn't like Logan cheating. <laughs> Tea room mama Costa. That's what I'm saying. Um... Mohammed here has said, Hi, Rest Talk crew. First time Ultra Janet here. I've been watching you guys since January 2021. I just wanted to do thank you guys for all the memories and just getting my mind off the bad things in the world, especially now. Also, how is Andy? I miss him. I'm probably the only person in the world to say this, but his sense of humor is untouchable. Also for Tempest, Erin Jaeger is literally punk. Both were loved by the uh, by their fans back in the day, but changed recently. Hope the finale goes well. Thanks again. I'm assuming that's something to do with uh, sports American sport. sports. Yeah, I would and so. Tempest and I have had a fight today about American sports because um, <laughs> so we're doing a new series of shorts, and uh, one of them is about the time the Denver Nuggets got um, WWE forced to move their entire show on a week's notice, and he was like. I I wrote the script and I said it's the playoff finals and Tempest was like it's not the playoff finals and I was like well here it is here is all my research that says it's the finals and it's like it's the Western Conference finals and I said well what do you win if you get the Western Conference finals then then you get into the NBA finals I'm like well are the Western Conference finals playoffs yes is the word finals in there yes so playoff finals is surely accurate and he's like no because it's not the playoff finals if you say playoff finals you go if the word final doesn't mean final, then it shouldn't be called a final. The Western Conference Finals is actually the NBA semi-finals. <laughs> America, you are too big and your sports is nonsense. Understanding more about American sports makes a lot more of the nonsense stuff that WWE does make sense, I have to say. I remember back in They the... do a best of seven series for, a, for, for the Western Conference Finals. That's too much sport. And I like sport. Nobody wants to see that. Back in the day. I remember, like, back on my If you can't get it done in one match, what's the point of doing seven? Sorry. Also, there's nothing wrong with a draw. Um, (laughs) Which Americans seem to think is the The maddest thing you could possibly have as a tie. (laughs) Um, So, back in the day, on my old Smart Marks forums days, I remember messaging a user on there, a user by the name of Black Luscious. Shout out Black Luscious if you're still watching. And I just uh, once asked him, how does the Super Bowl work? Right. Like, how does one get to the Super Bowl series of matches to get to the Super Bowl final? And he explained it. And there is a scene in Basketball that parodies what he wrote to me. Right. Which is when they are talking about the various different conferences and they're all this time goes, and the punchline of it is, goes, and if that's still inconclusive, the two teams will have a two-man sack race every consecutive Sunday until a winner is crowned. (laughs) I love the Super Bowl. I watch it every year, but I do see it more as a nice bit of sport I can enjoy until Jennifer Lopez performs. Do you know? That's, Mm. that's, it's, you know. Someone said they're boring soccer. Do you know what, bud? I, I, I partially agree with you. I but it, hard but it, disagree. But it does at least make sense. That part. There are 20 teams yep. in the league. Those 20 teams play each other twice. Yep. And at the end of it, one of them has won. The one with the most points wins. The one of them with the most points has won. And then, Including draws. Yeah. yeah. And Because you get a point for a draw. You get a point for a draw. And then, but also, a nil-nil draw can be dreadfully entertaining if it's that if it's that close the same way as a as a broadway yeah you know and it's just at the end of the end of the league one of those teams has won seven matches for the for a final that's not a final is objectively nonsense and then if and you, i like sport i watch nba sometimes and not if, often and if you place in a certain number top four teams um you get into the champions league oh that one yes yeah, in yeah. the champions league you're then in the group stages yeah if you get out of the group stages you go into a knockout thing tournament until someone wins yeah 
It's Very as simple as that. Sorry, no sack races anywhere. Um, anyway, Robert McDee here's fun fact had almost 10 years away from wrestling. I started watching the week after WrestleMania, and since then, WWE Championship, zero changes. World Heavyweight Championship, won by Seth, zero changes. AEW World Championship, zero changes. The Raw Women's Championship, zero changes. The SmackDown Women's Champion, three changes. AEW's Women, Four changes. Slam that side. It is interesting because I feel like um, when you you grew up in the Attitude Era, the title change was like every month, wasn't it? There was like one little hot potato time. It was The Rock, then it's Triple H, then it's Triple H. Then it's they, Rock, they did, right? uh, in that summer period, yeah. it was like uh, The Rock wins at a backlash, then loses it at Judgment Day, and then wins it back at King of the Ring. And then Angle gets it at SummerSlam or whatever. Oh, not SummerSlam, the one after. Yes, because um, he, he has it, because The Rock has it for a period yeah. of time, then Angle wins it. So there's like, so if you're used to titles changing hands a lot, which I am, I like the, I do like a title change. However, a lack of them does feel more special. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Logan winning the belt felt great. You know, I'd li- I would like more title changes. So uh, that is interesting. I just, sorry, I just wanted to replay the uh, that sports thing again, only because as we were, we had this our big production meeting earlier, and as he was leaving, I said, "Oh, Tempest." And he said, "Yeah, what's up?" And I said, "Can you speak with Dan?" And he goes, "Why?" And he said, "Because he thinks you're wrong about the sports thing. You, t- you asked him <laughs> to correct him on." And he went, "What?" Yeah. And then he came in all like, like it's gearing up for a fight, and I took it to him. <laughs> James Markin here says, take it from someone 45 minutes from Chicago. Everyone I know who is going believes Punk is showing up. Them adding the extra 2000 seats has everyone I know convinced about this. No matter what WWE says about him not being there, people will go, well, of course they would say that. Wink. I hope they are ready for the Chicago heat if Punk is not there. There. So on the one hand, I see that completely. On the other, I am so frustrated for them because they had this book before Punk's contract came out. So they were already going to Chicago. And it's one of those things of like, oh, we never promised you, Punk. But also they opened up an extra 2,000 seats because the people seats were buying were, because them. Because they were selling out. So but then like... people were buying them because they thought maybe Punk was going to be there. It's but just... it was selling out before that. It was. I know, but it's so, this but whole okay. thing. is why it's unfortunate. Okay, okay, okay. This also happened for the first two years of AEW. Right. And all out 2019, we genuinely had people messaging us being like, I'm so mad that CM Punk didn't show up. And I'm like, why? What did you think? They didn't why promise did you think it. That? They, never, they never teased it. They never promised it. It was never reported. It's only you didn't theorize because he'd been at StarCast and things mm. like that. But people were genuinely mad. And it happened like every other time. It was like, Punk wasn't there. Punk wasn't there. I was like, but they, they never said he would be. Then, and that's the crucial part because there's a lot. I saw a tweet being like, hey, there's going to be some journalists one of those smarky ones one of those journalists who like, these wrestling journalists are not actually going to have any credibility after this and it's like they're all uh, just sorry they're not reporting what you want to hear i want to hear that he's going to be there i think it'd be camp yeah i think it'd be brilliant but he might not be in fact he probably won't be let's be honest he might be there he probably won't be there how so if you're going and he's not there you can't blame wwe for that because they've never promised it however if he is going to be there you're probably going to be watching one and watching it with us oh that part Imagine being in the Long Arm Pub and Brewery with us <laughs> and Punk comes out. Yeah. Imagine. <laughs> now I'm teasing it. Gregory Helms has been a member for 11 months in a row. Thanks for supporting us, um, Hurricane. Who says, um, good to see you guys in high spirits. Always fills my day with joy when I see you guys bantering. 
We've got a common enemy today, and it's American sports. <laughs> and Chris here says, you have had a few days to think about it now. Can you give me your favorite mashup themes in wrestling? Mine are the Jerry Show and Rated RKO. Are there any others? Oh, I hate it when they mash up themes. It's me it's, too. Unless it, because especially the, I can tell you my least favorite was they did it with Rybaxel, and they also did it with um, Cody Rhodes and someone else, and it just did not work. They had a match, and they were both of them mashups, and it was so bad. And also, Chris, I gave you my answer. It's um, RVD and Booker T's theme because it's terrible. And it's my, it's my, it's my favorite one for that <laughs> reason. It's just, what a guy! And then just Booker T's music. Yeah. Or oh, it's Booker T's music with that sampled in. It's absolutely cack and, and I adore it. Uh, Kid Cuddy here says, hello, fellas. Nothing major. Just wanted to say uh, me and my son had a blast watching Monday Night Raw last night. Keep up the good work as always. Much love. Um, there was a story on uh, one of our colleagues, uh, one of our esteemed colleagues' podcasts recently about them, their son watching Solo Sokoa and being genuinely scared by Solo Sokoa. And for the first time in my life, I felt warmed by a story of a child, probably because it was in, it was scared. Uh, it was being given fright. So um, that's nice to hear that you and your son enjoyed watching the show together. That's we lovely. have ended the poll. 70% thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. That is, I, I feel like I say this a lot. That's lower than I thought. I just thought this was a really good episode. We're, we've fed chill. We've, we've had, yeah, I really am. We have had episodes of this show where I was like, oh, that's been fine. And then the poll comes in, it's like 92% thumbs up. And I'm like, wow, people like the show way more than I, than mm. I did. I came out of the show being like, this gave you everything that you'd really want from a wrestling show, for me personally anyway. And I thought, man, people are going to love this episode because like, it's every segment really delivered. And you had a world title match, 70%. I'm going to suck up to the audience. 70% is about where I'm at Yeah, with the show overall. I thought mostly it was thumbs up. There was a bit like the, the Women's Battle Royal was, was up and down for me and the Miz finish got right on my tits. Was McClunky. But that's all we've got time for on this edition of the show. We're going to be back on Thursday with the AEW Dynamite review and what a stacked episode of Dynamite it is. So we're going to have a lot to talk about as we head towards full gear. Uh, if you haven't already, you made it this far, please do press the subscribe button. Give us a little thumbs up as well. Leave your comment down below with what you thought of the show. Get your tickets to come and watch Survivor Series live and in person with us in London. And I know a few London. of you are asking, hey, are you going to do any shows outside of London? You're so London-centric. Why don't you do a show in Manchester? Two people came from Chicago for this show, so you can get the train down from Manchester. But I will push for a show in Manchester. But we are looking to also Because nobody does it like Manchester. We're, we're looking to do shows outside of London as well, because I want to go to the Northwest. It's the much better part of the country. Thank you all so much for watching. Uh, we'll see you on Thursday. I've been Luke Owen, D-A-D. That has been the Professor of the Truth Downlight, and your Jam That Champion. Jam That Jam. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.